It's Friday, the weekend's just begun, and weird AF news is part of the fun. <laughs> that was the corniest thing I've ever done in my life right there. This is Jonesy with Weird AF News, guys. It's Friday. Friday. The weekend is here. And I'm going to lead you into the weekend with something weird. I've always wanted to do this. I did some research because there are so many bizarre phrases and words and idioms in the English language. And I was always like curious, where do they come from? What is their origin? So I've put together a list. That way you can not only use more of these weird phrases in your life, but you can also know, you know, when you use them, where they come from. What do they mean? All right, let's get into it. Weird phrases with Jonesy. A linguistics professor and creative writing teacher at the University of Bern named Franz Morrissey put together a list of the strangest phrases in the English language. He said, Every day English is incredibly rich in imaginative language. Looking for the meanings of the many colorful, puzzling, and at times downright surreal sayings takes us on a journey through history and sports and military and nautical terms, literature and culture and beyond. Finding out about these origins says more than a little about the collective minds of English speakers. It shows a fascination with history, with in some cases quite graphic metaphor, and of course with language play. Phrase number one, Bob's your uncle. Now I don't know this one, Bob's your uncle. I've never heard that one, but apparently it means to achieve something with great ease. It's from 1886. Apparently someone by the name of Lord Salisbury surprisingly made Arthur Balfour chief secretary of Ireland. And Balfour was Bob's nephew. Number two, fly by the seat of your pants. Oh, man, I've heard this many times. It means to do something without a clear plan, to improvise. I improvise all the time on stage when I'm doing stand-up comedy. Sometimes my jokes aren't going so well, so I kind of ask people out there things like, Hey, where are you from? Um, is that your girlfriend? Are you on a date? Would you get that shirt? It's so ugly. And then I got to fly by the seat of my pants. So apparently this was used in 1938, a headline to describe Douglas Corrigan's 29-hour flight from Brooklyn to Dublin, which was meant to be actually a flight to California. Corrigan had filed for a transatlantic flight two days earlier, but it was rejected because his plane was not considered fit for the job. Upon landing in Dublin, he claimed his compass had packed up. And I guess he flew by the seat of his pants. Number three, mad as a hatter. That means to be completely insane. This is from the 18th century when mercury was used in hat making. The madness of hat makers was the result of a lot of mercury poisoning. Oh, that's so weird. I didn't know that. I thought it had something to do with Alice in Wonderland. Number four, piss poor. It means to be extremely poor. This is a very common one. And it's from ancient times when urine was used in tanneries to soak animal hides. A way for very poor families to make a few pennies was to sell their urine. Wow, did you even know that? That's so wild. Imagine selling your pee. I would never thought my pee could be sold. I never thought there was a market value for pee. Apparently there was back in the day. Oh man, I'd be selling my pee all day. Number five, bite the bullet. It means to do something you don't like or unpleasant. Origin, when wounded soldiers in World War I being operated on without anesthetic, they literally had to bite a bullet to deal with the pain. Number six, kick the bucket. This one's very, very common. You all know it means to die, to keel over, to bleh, shaboo, check out, you know. It's origin. It's popular understanding is that in a lynching, someone would kick the bucket away from under the person about to be hanged. However, a 1570 English dictionary records the word bucket as also a synonym for beam, B-E-A-M. Animals for slaughter would be hung upside down from such a beam and would kick the bucket or kick the beam in their struggle during the slaughter. So two possible meanings. Number seven, it's raining cats and dogs. So common. It means it's raining very hard. You've got to be a dummy to not know that one. 
The origin, an instance of rhyming slang after frogs were whipped into the air during a storm and came back down again with the rain, as testified to in historical accounts. Actually, there's been a lot of historical accounts of frogs falling from the sky. I should do a whole story on that. Number eight, carry your heart on your sleeve. That means to be very open and transparent. I always carry my heart on my sleeve to the point where sometimes I piss people off because I tell them how I really feel. <laughs> the origin. Shakespeare, actually. In Othello, Act 1, Scene 1, Lago says, But I will wear my heart upon my sleeve, meaning he would be exposed. Number 9. Win hands down. That means to do something without a great effort. The origin. In horse racing, a jockey winning comfortably does not need to use a whip and can ride to the finish line with his... Quote, hands down. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Okay, more weird phrases, and where did they come from? Number 10, three sheets to the wind. That means very, very drunk. I was three sheets to the wind the other night. I'm quite often three sheets to the wind. It's just a thing comedians tend to do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so the meaning, very drunk and walking correspondingly unsteadily. Well, or doing anything unsteadily at that point. Driving, I mean, shooting a gun, whatever whatever you do when you're drunk. The origin. Sheets refers to the ropes with which a sail is fastened. Two per sail. Now, if out of four sheets, one was not properly fastened, the ship would become difficult to control and would be, quote, to the wind, moving erratically, as would a drunk. So three sheets to the wind. It's an old sailing nautical term. That's so funny. Number 11. It's brass monkeys outside. That means it's freezing cold and miserable weather. The origin. Cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey is where it comes from. Well, that's, that's a funnier way to say it. We should say that cold enough to freeze the balls off a brass monkey. That's way better. So a ship's cannonballs used to be stacked on a brass structure called a monkey. The brass would contract in Arctic temperatures and the cannonballs would fall off. Wow. Another nautical term. Number 12. Skin your teeth. That means barely managing to do something. The origin. Ooh, it's biblical. Job describes his state in Job 19.20. Quote, My bone clings to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. The phrase suggests something so thin and elusive as to be insubstantial. Number 13. Through the eye of a needle. That means to undergo a near impossible process. Also biblical, it's from Matthew 19.24 and Mark 10.25 and Luke 18.25 and Jonesy 2017. <laughs> Just kidding. It means easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get to heaven. Yeah, tell that to the 1%. Number 14, go do lally. I've never heard of this one. Go do lally. It means to go mad. The origin. After the Indian garrison town of Diolali, where British soldiers waited, sometimes for months, to be taken back to Britain after their tour of duty, there was nothing for the soldiers to do there, and many were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, and many of them went simply mad. Number 15, a skeleton in the cupboard. That means something embarrassing that you hide, usually from your past. The origin. Until the 1830s, it was illegal to dissect human bodies, so grave robbers and murderers supplied medical schools and doctors with bodies. These had to be hidden in case of raids because it was illegal to have such a body. William Thackeray, a satirical writer of Vanity Fair, used this phrase for the first time in 1845. Number 16, eat humble pie. That means to submit to something below one's dignity and to admit that one is wrong. The origin is from umblaise, Middle English. It comes from Old French nomblaise, meaning loin. It refers to offal, a meal for the poor. Number 17, point blank. It means very close up and right on target. 
origin from the French point blanc, B-L-A-N-C, referring to the white circle at the center of the target for archery or shooting practice. The meaning of being right on target was therefore the original meaning before it came to signify close up, from where it is easier to hit the, quote, point blanc. That one's boring. Number 18, butter up. It means to flatter someone with the aim of getting them to be of some assistance to you. The origin, a figurative saying to illustrate that someone is smothered in pleasantries. Ooh, I'm going to butter you up and then steal your car. Number 19, separate the wheat from the chafe or the chaff. Am I saying it right? C-H-A-F-F. It means to distinguish between quality and worthlessness. So kind of like shit from Shinola. You ever hear that one? The origin comes from Matthew 3.12. Oh, another biblical thing. Where John the Baptist describes the man to come after him. Quote, His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. <laughs> wow, man, that's intense. Number 20, taking the mickey. It means to make fun of someone. Oh, I've never heard that one. I could use that. The origin. As so often in rhyming slang, the actual rhyming word Mickey, quote, bliss, is left out. Some sources claim he was a 1950s BBC radio personality, but Mr. Bliss remains elusive. Number 24, and the last one for now. Haven't seen you in donkey's years. <laughs> I've never heard that or used that. It obviously means in a long time. Haven't seen you in donkey's years. The origin is apparently the longevity of donkeys and the length of their ears. Well, guys, this is Jonesy of Weird AF News. If you haven't called me in donkey's years, please do. <laughs> and favorite my station, leave a comment, give me an applause break. I hope you have a wonderful weekend leading into it. Super Bowl weekend, so. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be three sheets to the wind. Hey, Jonesy, Weird AF News.